1: Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
0: Canada's combined federal-provincial debt will it reach $2 trillion in 2020-21. We're already in twenty-one, of course. And uh, some of the other things that will make your hair grow inversely... Um, The combined federal-provincial debt now equals 91.6% of the Canadian economy. Last year, it was 65.2%. Crucially, the report says, on a per-person basis, the combined debt this year... Ranges from a low of $43,635 in British Columbia, that's on a per person basis, to a high of $64,224 in Newfoundland and Labrador. Steve LaFleur joins us from the Fraser Institute, he's a policy analyst and co-author of the report. Steve, uh, context please, those numbers when I look at them, they uh, they ring major alarm bells.
1: Sure, well, to put it in context, uh, Governments in Canada have undertaken a lot of debt since the global financial crisis. So if you go back to 2007, 2008, and you look at combined federal and provincial debt in the country, uh, we went from one trillion or just over one trillion to slightly over two trillion, which is a, a big jump within a small amount of time. So if you think about it another way, within uh, that period of time, we accumulated as much debt as we've accumulated in the rest of history.
0: And for the average uh, Canadian, it it significantly increases the, if, if you want to look at the per-person responsibility, it increases the per-person debt load dramatically.
1: Yeah, uh, so there are a couple of ways of looking at it. Um, so if you look at it um, as the total, so at every Canadian, uh, we all have a portion of provincial debt we need to pay off, but there's also the portion of federal debt as well. And so if you look at uh, net debt per person, uh, we're looking at, you know, between a low of forty three thousand, uh, forty three thousand um, six hundred and thirty five dollars in BC to a high of sixty four thousand two hundred and twenty four in Newfoundland. So that's a substantial amount of money. And you know, to to look at it another way, um, in most provinces now, um, and Manitoba is also close. Um, you have more than one hundred percent of GDP. Um, as, as, sorry, you have a debt to GDP ratio of more than one hundred percent. In other words, the amount of debt is the equivalent to a year's worth of GDP, mm-hmm. which is a lot of, which is a, is a big debt load.
0: Uh, the the report, by the way, is uh, the title of it is the growing debt burden for Canadians, 2021 edition, and you'll find it at FraserInstitute.org. And my guest, Steve Lafleur, is a policy analyst and co-author of the report. If I had said to you under normal circumstances, and they has been anything but normal in the last year or so. If, if five years ago, you and I had had a conversation and I'd said to you, Steve, in five years' time, we're going to have these debt uh, numbers that we have today, what would you have said?
1: You know, obviously, the last uh, year has been unusual by any metric. Uh, so certainly, uh, it, within the context of a global pandemic, obviously, there was going to be a lot of debt accumulation. What really I think is striking is how much happened before that. So obviously, the global financial crisis, hit and that was you know a, a challenge for a, a lot of governments but then after the global financial crisis governments didn't go back to simply balance, balance a budget so if you look at um, Ontario for instance they've been running deficits since the global financial crisis because they've generally been reluctant to um, make quick fiscal adjustments instead of you know getting back to balance in a couple of years the plan is always to do it in several years and well several years away, it's always several years away. Um, So this is really a problem that predates COVID that's been obviously made much worse. But nevertheless, that's one of the reasons why it's important in good times to be prudent because something always comes up. Um, You know, it won't always be a global pandemic, obviously. But recessions happen. uh, External shocks that we can't foresee happen. So we have to be ready for that. Otherwise, we're going to accumulate debt not only Good times, bad times, but in good times as well.
0: So, how vulnerable are we? How vulnerable is Canada now financially? You know, I I I see emails from uh, from listeners uh, making or pointing, uh, trying to create a parallel between what's happening here and what happened in Argentina. And I've done a lot of reading about what happened in Argentina over the years, and uh, it worries me. But how how much trouble are we in?
1: Well, I wouldn't uh, necessarily compare Canada to a country like Argentina. Obviously, there are. There are some pretty bad yeah, extreme cases case. of countries that have gotten into real deep trouble. But nevertheless, you know, if you look back to the 1990s, Canada had a lot of provinces and the federal government. They were in quite a bit of trouble. Um, you know, the federal government famously had to drop contingency plans for financing their debt, as did the government of Saskatchewan. And one of the interesting parallels there is that uh, Saskatchewan was concerned about not being able to finance their external debt. Um, this this or last year, Newfoundland actually ran into that problem, and well, they weren't able to do so uh, without the help of the federal government. That's a really worrisome sign. Now, Newfoundland is uh, has a lot of challenges uh, going forward fiscally, but it's far from the only one. I mean, you think about Alberta. Um, you know, if, if you had told people uh, that Alberta would not no longer be the lowest debt province in the country. Back in 2008-2009, people would have laughed you out of the room, but yeah. here we are. Yeah. Uh, the, the amount of debt they've piled on is staggering since, since 2008-2009. And by the way, an important bit of context here is that the global financial crisis hit Alberta hard for about a year, and it bounced back pretty quickly, and there was a pretty substantial boom afterwards, and yet there was only one balanced budget in that entire time since 2007, 2008. Um, So a lot of provinces have really dug themselves very deep, and I worry, especially at the provincial level, that certain provinces haven't done enough and have allowed themselves to be complacent and it's going to be difficult to roll back a lot, of, a lot of the temporary measures that have been undertaken and to get back to full employment. So I think that we really need to yeah. dig down deep and, and think very clearly about how much debt we want to accumulate in the next year.
0: Yeah, and then there's the public opinion uh, polling that's being done on what Canadians think as far as forgiving debt is concerned. And, you know, if you ask somebody that's in the hole, do you think your debt should be forgiving? Guess what the answer is going to be? Uh, Steve, thank you so much. I really appreciate talking to you. The Growing Debt Burden for Canadians 2021 edition, uh, fraserinstitute.org. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.